I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 466 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, Dads, today I'm joined by singer, songwriter, and dancer A.J. McLean, who is a member of the widely successful vocal group, The Backstreet Boys. The Backstreet Boys have been just crushing the Billboard charts for almost 30 years now. They have toured all over the globe, selling more than 100 million records worldwide, making them one of the world's best-selling musical artists of all time. And they are the best-selling boy band group of all time, and they were the first group since Led Zeppelin to have their first 10 albums hit the top 10 on the Billboard charts. Recently, you've seen A.J. McLean compete on Dancing with the Stars during Season 29 when he was teamed up with professional dancer Cheryl Burke. A.J. has had a hugely successful career. It's a big honor to have him on the podcast today. A.J. McLean will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with A.J. McLean was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the Backstreet Boy and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And if you guys are fans of the Backstreet Boys, you have got to flip it back to episode 356 and check out my interview with Nick Carter. Other boy band dads that have joined me here on First Class Fatherhood include InSync's Chris Kirkpatrick, Boys to Men's Sean Stockman, and 98 Degrees' Jeff Timmons. All of those interviews, of course, are available to listen to at your convenience in the archives of the podcast. All right, All right make sure you guys lock it in for next week as I will be joined here by legendary comedian Howie Mandel, who recently launched a podcast of his own along with his daughter Jacqueline. Also next week, joining me is legendary race car driver Mario Andretti. So don't miss out on those. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you guys get over and follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the other upcoming guest announcements. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please hit me with that rating and review wherever you're listening. That always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Backstreet Boy, AJ McLean. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. The Devil's Hand by Jack Carr is now available wherever books are sold. The Devil's Hand, which is the fourth thriller in the Terminalist series, follows former Navy SEAL James Reese as he is entrusted with a top-secret CIA mission of retribution 20 years in the making. Publishers Weekly says Carr delivers engrossing backstory, incorporates current events seamlessly, and never flinches from breathless depictions of violence. Booklist states... Carr continues to draw from his own experiences as a SEAL to give the story a level of realism that writers who've not actually served sometimes have a hard time achieving. The Real Book Spy says The Terminalist is widely regarded as one of the best debut thrillers of all time, and rightfully so, but The Devil's Hand is even better and should go down as one of the best books in the genre, period. New York Times bestselling author Brad Thor says, So powerful, so pulse-pounding, so well-written. Let's go, dads. Grab your copy today wherever books are sold. The Devil's Hand by Jack Carr, available now. And don't miss my interview with Navy SEAL and New York Times bestselling author Jack Carr right here on First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, A.J. McLean. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the invite. Well, let's start it right here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? Uh, I have two girls. I am a girl dad. Uh, my oldest, Ava, is eight, and my youngest, Lyric, just turned four. So, and they're both going on 35. 
So. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, well, my, my only girl is my youngest. She's six right now, and and she runs the show over here. So I understand. Oh, uh, yeah. What kind of uh, what kind of sports activities are the girls into? Uh, both my girls are dancers. Uh, my my oldest is now in competitive dance. Uh, she. Oh man, she just got like bumped up um, last year, uh, right before the lockdown started. She got bumped up to, she's the youngest in her group, but that's because of her skill set. She got bumped up. Uh, my youngest is about to have her first competition coming out in May. Um, but both my girls, they're both athletic. They're both they're both singers. They're both dancers. They both love to perform and put on shows. No idea where they get that from. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, daddy's really big into mountain biking. So that's my, that and golf are my, are my top two sports. So I do a lot of downhill mountain biking. Um, and then golf is my number one passion as far as sports. My oldest started taking a golf camp last summer. Um, and then that got shut down because of the lockdown. They're about to start that back up. So I can't wait to tell her that she can go back to golf camp. Yeah, very cool. It's awesome to see all these things starting to open back up again. My, my, my third son, he's back into track. They had that again, which they canceled last year. So it's great to see them. They need it. God knows that. So, yeah. hey, And if you could, AJ, please just take a minute here to hit my audience uh, with a quick hitter on who you are, a little bit about your background. Uh, my name is AJ McLean. I am one-fifth of the quintet, the Backstreet Boys. Uh, we have been a band now for uh, coming up on April 20th. We'll be 29 years together. Um, sorry, 28 years, 28 years. Wow. It's still, it's been a long time. You're pushing uh, 30 on yourself there. I know. Well, no, like literally uh, 2023 is our 30th. Um, but uh, yeah, I am a father of two beautiful girls. I've been married to my amazing wife, Rochelle. Uh, it'll be 10 years this year. We've been together for 12 years. Um I am a bit of an entrepreneur. Uh, I have a nail polish line. I have a golf clothing line coming out this summer, um, as well as getting into a lot of the tech world um, with the NFTs and crypto and all this stuff. Um, and I have a brand new EP coming out and solo single coming out April 16th. The EP will be shortly after that. Uh, and then the album at the end of the year. So uh, yeah, busy, busy boy. Yeah, it sounds like, yeah, what, what an incredibly successful career you've had, AJ. Uh, it's been a wild ride for you, I would imagine. Now, along this journey, uh, about how old were you then when you became a dad? And then how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Um, well, my oldest uh, was, you know, you have to tack on the extra 10 months. So nine years ago, uh, and uh, my wife and I found out we were going to have our first. And... Um, you know, it was interesting because I wasn't, I was newly sober then. Um, and they say when you're newly sober within your first 90 days, first year, you're not supposed to do anything like next level. You're not supposed to buy a house. You're not supposed to get married. You're definitely not supposed to have kids. Um, but uh, my wife and I went back and forth with it. And we were like, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to make this work. And the minute I saw my first daughter when she was born, uh, it, it, it just, you know, the, the, the second she held my finger, I was just, I was head over heels in love. Like it's the greatest thing in the world. Um, being a father gives me purpose. Um, being a father gives me inspiration. Um, 
you know, I'm an only child. So after we had our first, uh, I was good. I was good. I figured she's very independent. She's very much like me. Um, she's a great mixture of my wife and I, but, um, right around the time that she was three, mommy and I decided, you know what? I think, I think we should try to give her a sibling. Um, and sure enough, uh, my wife called me, I was in a business meeting. I'll never forget it in a room full of about 10 Japanese men that barely spoke English. And my wife called me to tell me the gender and I jumped out of my seat and screamed and all these Japanese business men were like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> um, like, sorry, guys. I found out that I'm having another girl. I'm sorry. But uh, and then my youngest lyric was born. Um, and uh, they are two peas in a pod. I'll tell you what, you know, this this pandemic has, has really lo- like locked them in together. Um, you know, I'm sure a, a lot of siblings out there would rather not be next to each other day in, day out. But. I mean, look, they, they have their moments, they have their fights, but they are inseparable. And I'm so happy. Uh, my, my wife is one of four. Um, so, you know, she, she knows what it's like to have siblings and to have that, you know, bond. So it's awesome. It's, it's just, yeah, it's the, to me, it's the best job in the world. I love what I do for a living, but to be a father is by far the best, the best job there is. Yeah. Right on with that. Well said. And is there any, uh, any option for you guys on the table here to try for the boy? Are you guys all done? Uh, we are definitely done. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm one of those guys. I, I, I like to keep things with even numbers. Uh, I think if we had a third, somebody might feel left out. Um, and now there's such a big gap. Um, you know, my oldest is eight. So, you know, to have an eight year gap or it would end up being a nine year gap. That's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big gap, but, uh, no, I think um, at some point before this year's over, I'm going to go get myself uh, snippy snippy and uh, and then we'll be done. <laughs> yeah, well, well, good luck with that. And I know you mentioned sobriety there. I know you've had your struggles uh, with, with alcohol and I, I'm a recovering alcoholic and an addict myself. So I understand about it. And I know during this pandemic, one of the, defer- the one of the biggest things that shot up in sales was alcohol. The alcohol industry saw a huge spike because of the pandemic. How did you kind of maintain it? Did you during your recovery have any? Uh, any issues or was it any more challenging for you during the quarantine, during the pandemic? How did you manage during it? Um, so uh, my sobriety date is uh, December 8th, 2019. I'm sorry, 2020. Um, and, you know, I, I basically figured, you know what, if I'm not going anywhere, there's no, there's no good excuse for me to go out to a bar or go out anywhere. If things were shut down for months, um, a group of sober friends and I started a Zoom meeting. Uh, we call ourselves CTW, which stands for Circle the Wagons. Uh, if anyone doesn't know what that means, back in the old West, if there was a threat, people would circle. They would circle their wagons around those that were being threatened to protect them. Um, and we've been doing that every single day. We have not missed a day since March 16th of last year. Um, so, you know, I mean, like they say, you know, try to get 90 and 90. I've got what, 375, 500, whatever many days it is now, but uh, I've been sober for almost a year and a half. And uh, things are, things are different with this, with this time around. I'm actually doing what I'm, what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing what has been suggested. 
Um, I'm really, you know, working a program. I have a sponsor. I'm doing the steps. I'm doing all that has been asked. And my life is completely turned around a full 180. Um, my relationship with my wife is fantastic. It's the best it's ever been. Thankfully, my kids never had to see me drunk. And if I stick to this, they never, they, they never have to. So, yeah. Yeah. Gr- great stuff, AJ. Yeah. I'm three years myself this time around and I- I'm with you right there. I- I've never felt better about it in my life. So uh, props to you there on that. And then bringing it back into you as a dad here, what would you say are the top values that you're hoping to instill into girls growing up? Um, you know, uh, the number one is to love yourself. Um, you know, treat yourself the way that you would want to treat others. Um, and to have others treat you, uh, you know, whatever path either of my girls take, um, if they, you know, uh, discover one day that they are gay or that they're, you know, straight or that they like someone of color or of a different race, I support all of it. Um, you know, I, I came up with a mom from the sixties, free love, love everyone, love your neighbor. Um, you know, I see no color. Uh, you know, I look at everyone as equal and, uh, You know, I want my kids to be respectful. I want my kids to be honest. Um, You know, one of of both of my kids' best qualities among many qualities is they both tell on themselves. They can't lie. And I love that. And I really hope that sticks. Like if they do something wrong and I don't see it, they'll come and make it a point to tell me, dad, I did this. And and, and it's, it's hard to get mad because they're being honest, you know, and but I just hope that that sticks. Um, and yeah, just to, just to be loving and compassionate and, um, you know, to, to just never, never get a big head, always stay grounded, stay humble. And, uh, I mean, I, I couldn't have asked for two, for two better children. I mean, they really are great kids. Yeah, very well said, AJ. And, I, you know, I, I bring a lot of dads on here from all different backgrounds, all different races and religions and uh, orientation even. And it's, you know what, we're all after the same thing here as dads. We want our kids to be successful, to be healthy, to be happy. And we don't want to see them upset, hurt. And, and so I think at the bottom, at the end of the day here, we're all after the same thing. We're all a lot more alike than we are different. And uh, it's awesome to see how all the dads, you know, we're really at the bottom line. We all have that same language and we all communicate in, in similar ways. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And then what would you, how about as far as uh, discipline goes here, AJ, what time I'm disciplining my girls a lot harder for me to do than it is by three boys, you know? So my wife's always getting on me that I got to get up on. What type of discipline are you? And is it different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Um, It's definitely different. Um, You know, I grew up in a, you know, household that was not, there was no physical contact. There was no spanking. Um, you know, but I, I would get grounded if I did something to the extreme that it was so bad. Um, but you know, it's funny. I never thought I would be the disciplinary in this relationship with my wife, not to say that my wife is a disciplinary herself, but you know, now that our kids are older and they're smart, they're very, very smart, too smart. They know what's right and what's wrong. So my patience sometimes is a little thin because, you know, when they keep doing the same things wrong, that they know better, um, you know, obviously the first thing that goes is the iPad. Then it's no play date. Then it's, you know, no, no staying up late on the weekend. 
then it's, uh, you know, then it goes to you're grounded. Like, you know, you can, you got to stay in your room. Um, and you know, you obviously can eat. We're not going to starve you. We're not, you know, crazy, but you know, we haven't gotten to the grounding yet, thankfully, but, um, I can only imagine once we get into the teenage years, you know, I'm a little terrified. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little yeah. terrified. I'm just on the onset of it here. Now, my oldest is going to be 15 this month. So mine are 15, uh, will be 15, 13, 10 and six. So we're, we're just right in the thick of it here. Hey, dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strikeforce Energy has got you covered. With a Strikeforce Energy Packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strikeforce Energy is veteran-owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. Co-founded by Navy SEAL Sean Matson, Strikeforce Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save... 15% off their purchase by visiting StrikeForceEnergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Strikeforce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today. StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. All right, dads, my pillow has got so much more to offer than just the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. But don't just take my word for it. Here's my wife to tell you her favorite product from my pillow. Honey, what is it? Well, I love all the my pillow products, from the robe to the towels. But my absolute favorite, hands down product, is the my pillow mattress topper on our king size bed. I have the best sleep since owning that topper. It's like sleeping at a spa resort, and I can't wait to sleep on it tonight. And I look forward to seeing you there tonight. And let me tell you something right now, guys. Happy wife, happy life. And this mattress topper has been a game changer for me. That's a guarantee. And speaking of guarantees, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So what are you waiting for? First Class Fatherhood listeners can now save up to 66% off. That's right, up to 66% off your order using my promo code FATHERHOOD. Visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD to save up to 66% off or use the 800 number. That's 1-800-875-0219, 1-800-875-0219, and your savings will be applied instantly. Visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code FATHERHOOD, and save up to 66% off your order at MyPillow. It's funny how uh, game time, we use it as currency around here. We can get them to do just about anything for game time, whereas years ago it was the allowance, the couple bucks meant so much yeah. more uh, than anything else. So uh, now I obviously mean, you said you want to, I definitely want to, you know, implement the allowance thing at some point, you know, like most recently the conversation that's been on the table is my oldest wanting a phone. Like we bought her a iPod touch, um, you know, so it's like a phone. It looks like a phone. Um, she has her own little Apple ID so she can, if she's on Wi-Fi, she can text like grandma or mom or dad, you know, but only if she's on Wi-Fi, but moving forward with like some of these dance competitions coming up where like my, my wife and I can't physically be in the building because of COVID, um, you know, I'm, I'm really considering get, getting her the cell part of that. So if there is any emergency, she can call. And she only has X amount of numbers in the phone. And when she's not traveling, the phone goes away. Like it's not, I don't want her sitting on the phone all night. I don't want it in her room at night, you know, because then that's just, that's just opening Pandora's box. But 
I think, I think for my own peace of mind, I think we're going to probably do it because she does have quite a few competitions coming up this summer. And, uh, you know, mommy and daddy can't be in the room. So I want to feel safe, you know, for her and for my own peace of mind. Yeah, I'm right there with you. That's the reason why we got our older boys the phones too, so that we can always have a chance to get in touch with them. If they go for the bike ride or they're out, we just want to make sure we have a chance to get to them if we need them, which is a lot different. Obviously, growing up, you know, we were out in the street and we came home, we went out and it lights up, we came home and lights off. So uh, it was a lot different then, you know, we seemed to be uh, unmonitored a lot more back in the day. But, and then you mentioned there too, the girls with the dance competition, obviously they're into the dancing. You were just on Dancing with the Stars. I recently had uh, Maxim Chimarkovsky on the podcast here. I know how popular the show is. What was it like for you, the experience like for you? And then what was it like for the girls to watch that? And did they have to kind of, you have to kind of keep everything away from them as far as what was going on? How did that kind of work out? You know, it was an experience for me. I'll tell you that I, you know, I, 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 most of my fans and most of people, fans of the show, uh, they really believed that I was going to be a shoe in because of what I do for a living. And let me tell you, it was not easy. Um, I've never done any of those things in my life. I was classically trained when I was younger in ballet and jazz and tap, but that was eons ago. I've been dancing hip hop my entire career. So yes, do I have a, a, a great balance and great form? Yes. Uh, can I retain things that you throw at me instantly? Yes. But again, it was completely, I basically had to reprogram everything I was trained to learn as a child through my teenage years in an instant. And that's just really challenging, but I had the best freaking partner on the, I could have possibly asked for my, my podcast co-host, my partner in life. She's freaking one of my best friends, Cheryl Burke. She's just my ride or die homie now. Um, And, uh, but my girls were really excited because especially Ava, my oldest, she, one of her classes that she takes is ballroom. Um, so she was really excited. And then when I would be like rehearsing in my little dance studio that I have here at the house, she'd be coming in and giving me notes. It was the, it was the cutest thing. My oldest is like, babe, you know, dad, your, your frame is not right. You should do this. I'm like, okay, wow. I'm taking instruction from an eight-year-old, but she was right. Um, but they were always rooting for me. Um, they were really bummed when I got take it off the show. Um, you know, with only a couple of weeks left, I had two weeks left. Uh, but it was a, it, it was a great experience. Um, I think even more than the dancing aspect of the show, you learn a lot about yourself. And I've talked to a lot of my co, my, my co workers that were on the show of the, you know, all the other celebs, we've all stayed friends and yeah, they all learn, learn so much more about themselves Besides learning how to dance. I mean, some of these people had no dance experience. Um, so it almost would have been better if I had no dance experience. I might have actually gone all the way. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, what are you going to yeah. do? makes sense and obviously the game has changed so much from when you first came on to the scene here the way that people consume content the way uh, everything is being made i think social media alone and things like tiktok have definitely changed the way everything is being done so what what kind of advice aj do you have for the parent out there that does have a kid uh, that's interested in pursuing a career in the music industry in singing dancing the whole bit what kind of advice or how would you tell the parents to steer the kids um you know what i mean look it's it's now, again, with social media, things are instant. Um, you know, back in the day when I started my career, it was the grassroots approach. We had to physically go and show up to every radio station, 
kissing babies, shaking hands. That was the, that was the, you know, that was the custom design back then. Now things are instant. Um, if your son or daughter has got a talent, let them show it. Um, you know, if they're, if they're under 18, I suggest that, that you as a parent monitor and you're the one that runs their account uh, so that they don't have access to it on their own. Because there is a lot of weird people out there, unfortunately. There's a lot of sickos out there. So you just gotta, you just gotta be weary. But, um, you know, I, like we just started my oldest daughter an Instagram account to, because she loves to sing, she loves to dance. And, but mommy and daddy run the account. Um, but, you know, if your kid wants to pick up an instrument, get them lessons. They can even learn lessons online um, through Zoom, um, you know, but uh, just let your kids follow their, you know, passion and, and to follow their dream and just be the supportive parent that we are and help out in any way you can. I mean, honest to God, I mean, some of the biggest acts today, Bieber, uh, Sean Mendez, they were discovered through social media when they were kids, you know, so... Yeah. And look at him now. Yeah, you know? incredible. Yeah, incredible stuff. And then AJ, I mean, I, I've had uh, uh, Nick Carter on the podcast here. I don't know. I'm not sure about the other band members, if they have kids or not. But are, are your kids, you guys from the band, or all your kids get along? Are they friendly? Yeah. How do they interact when they're all together? Do they spend a lot of time together? Uh, yeah, like, you know, when we do the U.S. tours, each of us has our own bus because we bring our families out for a good chunk of the time. Um, Brian has the oldest. His uh, son, Bailey's 18. Um, Kevin has two boys. Howie has two boys. Nick has now three, his third on the way. Um, another girl. So, uh, you know, he's just building himself a little mini football team over there. Um, he thought two was hard. I'm like, good luck, buddy. But, uh, no, I mean, you know, we have daddy daycare is what we have. You know, we always joke back in the day, we had bottle service backstage. Now we have baby bottle service backstage, we have a kid's playroom set up. We've got all of that stuff set up because we want the kids to have fun and they all play really well together. Uh, you know, Brian's son being the oldest, he's like the big, big brother. He's very, very protective of all of, of our you know kids. But um, seeing as how I have the only girls now, Nick's got girls, but you know, all the boys are really respectful and they treat them like ladies. And uh, hopefully none of them get a crush on my girls because that ain't going to happen. That's like incest, <laughs> if you ask me. That's not going to happen. None of my bandmates' kids are dating my kids. Man, the tabloid, the tabloids would eat that up with a spoon, huh? Yeah, that's not going to happen. No, <laughs> no, no. And then, and then, Dave, speaking of the band back together here, uh, I heard some rumors there. You guys planning as soon as the pandemic is done here? You guys going to be back on tour? You guys, what can we expect to see from you guys in the future? Yes, yes. Uh, we have told everyone that has purchased tickets to the U.S. leg to hold on to your tickets until we release the new dates, but we are going to go back on the road as soon as we are cleared to do so. And that it is most importantly safe for everyone involved, um, especially the fans. Um, but yes, we are definitely going to get back on the road, hopefully at some point this year, definitely next year. Um, and then hopefully back to Vegas once the tour is done, hopefully back to Vegas for our, our uh, Dirty 30 uh, and uh, hopefully post up over there for for ho however long Vegas wants us back. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exciting stuff, AJ. And the last thing I'm going to hit you with here, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Um, 
the advice I have is two parts. First part, the only way around is through. Um, you're going to have to go through ups, downs, you know, putting diapers on wrong, uh, you know, over, overheating the formula. You're, nobody's perfect. It's, it's, a, it's a constant learning experience. Uh, be patient with yourself. Be patient with your wife. Um, and be patient with your kids because uh, they are kids. It's our job to protect them. It's our job to love and nurture them. And it is our job to keep them safe. Uh, and most importantly, the easiest job is just love them. Just love them. Um, and the last bit of advice, document everything because they grow so fast. Take as many videos, as many pictures as you can. Um, because before you know it, they're moving out, they're going to college, they're getting married themselves. And then, you know, it all happens in the blink of an eye. So, yeah. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, A.J. McLean, you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to A.J. McLean for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to hear your feedback. Make sure you're locking in for next week. I'm going to be joined here by legendary comedian Howie Mandel and legendary race car driver Mario Andretti. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the other upcoming guest announcements. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.